You're listening to the Captivatingly Confident Podcast. My name is Kim Ludeman, and I'm here to help you overcome your confidence blockers so you can embrace your true self and show up bravely in your life. This is a space to find insight, encouragement, and support so you can be you bravely. With that, let's go to the show. Hi, friend. Oh my gosh. I have missed you so much. You have no idea. I mean, don't get me wrong. I have loved the guests and the interviews that we've had lately. Oh, so good. But I miss you. I miss just talking to you and getting the feedback from you. So, hi. How are you? Oh, I wish you were here and I could give you a hug or a high five or a pound it or as Lewis has started doing, a pinky promise. <laughs> He's all about pinky promises. It's real cute. So if you're new to the show, welcome. My name is Kim Ludeman. I am your confidence coach here to help you start living a life that you want to live instead of the one that you think you should be living. And we do that through talking about nutrition and movement and body image and personal style and what does it look like to ditch the shoulds and to show up in your life how you want. And that's the whole premise of the show. So if you are new, welcome. I'm so excited that you're here and that you're investing this time in yourself for your own self-care and edification and personal development. That just means the world to me. And I want you to know that I truly value your time and energy. I truly do. And I understand as a mom who owns a business, who runs and works several jobs, I get what it means that you're spending your time with me. And so that's why I try to keep my podcast episodes shorter And we usually jump right into the podcast. I don't do ads. I don't do a lot of fluff. I kind of just get down to it because ain't nobody got time for that. I don't know how people listen to 60-minute podcasts. (laughs) I try, but it's just, it's harder to do. So I just want you to know that right off the bat. Okay, Uh, let's see. Announcements. So If you haven't grabbed it already, over on my website, CaptivatinglyConfident.com, I have a free guide that's called Stop Shooting on Yourself. And this is a product that I have worked on for years and years and years, like 10 years. And I've worked on it myself and I've worked on it with clients. And I love what comes as a result of raising your awareness of the shoulds. And in my professional opinion, that is where you have to start. You have to become aware of the problem in order to solve the problem and get unstuck. And this guide, Stop Shooting on Yourself, helps you to to do practical steps to raise awareness and start moving through the shoulds. And the shoulds are beliefs that you have about how you should show up in the world and how you have to behave and what you can and cannot do. And the shoulds literally are like the foundation for for all of the ways that you see the world. So head over to captivatinglyconfident.com, grab your free guide. It's there for you and 
Let me know what you think of it. I love your feedback. I love hearing from you. Don't think like, oh, she's too busy to hear from me. Like, no girl. I want your feedback. Kim at CaptivatinglyConfident.com is my email. I love getting feedback about the show, what you want to see, what you want to talk about, where you're at personally. Oh, I just, I love hearing from you guys. It's so fun. And I, I create space to always answer my emails. I will always get back to you. It may not be right away, but I will always get back to you. So love to hear from you. Um, the next exciting announcement. <laughs> so fun. Okay, so I'm going to get super squirrely about this. Last year, I launched two small group programs that were online and they were phenomenal. I mean, we're talking like major life-changing shifting, like breakthrough moments. Oh my gosh, so much good stuff. You can find the testimonials for those on my website too. And in this small group situation, it's amazing because when you hear somebody else put voice to your struggle and you have that like hashtag me too moment where you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm not alone in my struggle. It is so liberating. And in my opinion, it knocks down a lot of the barriers that you may have when working one-on-one with a coach. And if you have done the counseling thing, if you've done the coaching thing, if you have, you know, done self-help books and you still feel stuck, perhaps a small group is the way to go. Because it helps you to feel connected, supported with accountability and motivation that you need to make the changes that you want. And in this small group, it's called Discovering You. And it's all based on the premise that it's not so much about becoming confident. It's not so much about becoming or doing another thing, but more about revealing what's already inside of you and clearing out what is dulling your sparkle so that you can shine. And we look at the five pillars of confidence, which include health, time, body image, nutrition, and movement. And we dive into those. So we're getting a mix of like the practical, but also the mindset too. So that is going to be launching in August. And I'm so stinking excited. So the the start date is going to be in September, but signups are going to start in August. I only have room for six women. That's it. There are six spots for this. And depending on who signs up, it may be an in-person group or it may be an online. I'm not really sure. We're just going to go with it. So this will be my third small group that I've facilitated and I can't cannot wait. So if you'd like more information about that, I can give you kind of a little sneak peek, but you got to email me for it. Kim at CaptivatinglyConfident.com. And I might give you some teasers and some more information, but seriously, life changing. If you are sick and tired of being stuck and frustrated and caught in this cycle of just like wanting to make changes and wanting to be accepting of yourself but feeling really stuck. Yeah. This is this is for you. Okay. So that's coming up soon. And then the last announcement, I know I'm taking forever. We're going to get there, I promise. But the last announcement is that in my Facebook group, Captivatingly Confident Community, I'm going to start doing live trainings, like little webinars/masterclass/ slash 
Q&A type talks. It's going to be so fun. And those are going to be, I don't know if I'm going to do a monthly or weekly. I don't even know. But there's lots of topics that we need to cover. And the first one that we're going to start with in August is going to be about feeling comfortable in your own skin. I've been asking the question a lot in my community, what would it be like for you if you actually felt comfortable in your own skin? What would you do differently if that was a thing? If you were like, I feel good in my body, like what would you do? Would you act differently? Would you wear different clothes? Would you present yourself differently? So that's the question that I pose to you today is, if you felt comfortable in your own skin, what would be different for you in your life? So think about that and then head over to Facebook, type in Captivatingly Confident Community, bam, join the group, jump jump in on the conversation. These trainings are free in my group, but they don't go outside the group. So you have to be in the group to do that. So... Okay, today I'm going to tell you a story, and I know that we like to hear about us, and so before I tell my story, I'm going to tell about how it relates to you so that you can feel included in my story. So we're going to talk about failures, like perceived failures, and what to do with that. We're going to talk about making mistakes, and we're going to talk about letting go of guilt. So that's kind of where we're headed with my story, but we learn best through stories, and I got a, I got a doozy for you. So here we go. I'm real excited to tell you this. So I love backpacking. Like, I'm a huge fan of backpacking. Do you backpack? Do you hike? If not, you need to, like, message me, and we need to go on a hike together because it's life-changing. You learn so much about yourself on the trail. Oh, my gosh. Like, every time I go, I have, like, major paradigm shifts, like huge, like, I mean, it's been so good for my marriage actually for me to go into the woods because I always come back with a different perspective and my relationship just gets better and better. So my husband's like, yes, go, go on your trips, go wander in the woods. It's great. He's a huge fan, huge supporter because he sees what it does for me and nature being in nature. Oh my gosh. It is so good. It is so good for you. It's good. I mean, there are scientific studies that show that being in nature can have profound mental and physical health benefits. So that's my excuse for getting out as often as I can. So my dear, dear friend and my sister, my adopted sister, we're both only children and we adopted each other in college. We go together and we decided to tackle the Timberline Trail, which I live in Portland, Oregon which is on the West Coast, and we have this giant mountain that's like almost 12,000 feet tall, and it's beautiful. It's huge, and it's only 90 minutes from my house. Holler. So if you've ever seen The Shining, then you have seen Timberline Lodge. That is the, the lodge that crazy Jack and his family go to, and that's where we parked our car was up at Timberline, and we had all of our stuff, our 50-pound backpacks, track poles, like layers because it was freezing. And we're like, yes, let's do this thing. And we're going. And so we start, you know, trekking and it's crazy hard work. We're crossing rivers on like little rocks and we're falling down and we're (laughs) eating food like crazy because when you backpack, you burn like five or 6,000 calories a day. And you know, we set up our tent and our, and our cute little camp spot and just crash. And 
the next day. So this is day day one. We did about 12 miles. So we're 12 miles into the trail, and it's a 40-mile loop. And we go up this ridge. And I got to tell you, I have a debilitating fear of falling. Like, I don't like heights. Like, I don't like heights. But my fear is not of being up high. I can do airplanes. I can do... I can do stuff, but um, falling from said heights is enough to like make my stomach turn and I get all crazy about it. So we're going up this ridge and I'm like, this is fine. There's like huge canyon to my left, right on my left, like one wrong move and you're down in the canyon. It's fine. I'm fine. So then we keep going and we come to a glacier. Like a glacier, y'all. Not like a little snow patch, but like a freaking glacier. It's huge. And it's on an angle. And so we cross that and I slip a couple times, which of course gets my anxiety kind of juiced up a little bit. And then we cross another one. And another one. And another one. And I'm like shaking. And we come around this corner and I look up and I see that the trail crosses the biggest glacier yet. And we don't have micro spikes, which are little spikes that you stick to your shoes to help you get traction in snow. We only have poles. And I'm watching these people go up and across this glacier, guys, that goes like literally a mile down. You one wrong twist of your boot and you're, you're going to go down. Like you're going down. Now, logically in my mind, I know that if this is truly like a treacherous, dangerous thing, they close the trail and they wouldn't let people do it. I know that. I also know that I would probably be fine. But my fear that I have that's been with me since I was a child says, don't do it. And I know what's going to happen. I'm going to get halfway up there. I'm going to be shaking so hard, be exhausted. And lose my balance and fall. And of course, through my head, I'm thinking about my son, Lewis, and like what he would do without a mom. Because I halfway grew up without a mom. My mom died when I was 19. And I know what that's like. And I don't want that for him. So it increases my anxiety. So I have a choice to make. I can put myself in my mind in perilous danger and probably die trying to cross this thing. Or I can advocate for my own needs. And I can ask my, my dear sister, who knows about my fears, to turn around. And I did. I said, I can't. I don't want to. I can't do it. And I see her disappointment. I see her frustration. And then I see her compassion and understanding. And how this relates to you is one that you got to find people that get you, that support you, and lift you up. Because you know what she spent the rest of the time doing? Not pouting, not being mad, not being grumpy at all she's like you know what we probably would have had to cross a lot more and i'm kind of tired you know it'd probably be good to go back anyways what are you kidding me amazing you surround yourself with people like that that's who you surround yourself with if you have people in your life who are like oh my gosh like just get over it or like what's wrong with you or you know just tearing you down You need those people out of your life, stat. Like, I'm talking firm boundaries, if not utter removal of people like that. My dad is like that. My dad is a narcissist who literally, like, 
oh my gosh, if you know a narcissist, you are like nodding your head right now, like, yup, I get you, girl. I don't speak to my dad because my dad is not a nice man. And when you have people in your life that are hurting you, that are putting you down, that are not lifting you up, you boundaries, friends. And it's not, it's not you, it's, it's them. And you have to protect your energies and your heart and you surround yourself with people who support you and lift you up. And if you need help finding those people, let me know. I can help you find them. I don't know how, but we'll work together and we'll find you people to support you. I'm so blessed to have so many people in my life. And I think that part of that is being willing to be honest about my struggles. Because if people don't know that they're hurting you, if they don't know that you're struggling, like if you're not vulnerable and sharing these hard moments, then people don't know and you're not being real and you're not being seen. And so being vulnerable like that, saying, you know what, I'm scared ishless in this moment. I know there's kids listening. I'm scared and I don't want to go on and I don't want to do it. Please don't make me like done. It's not even a conversation. Like we're, it's done. It's fine. And letting go of the guilt of disappointing her took me a few minutes, but because I know her and I know that she's an amazing person, like that totally helped heal something in my heart. Other people that lift you up, that raise you energetically, help to heal some of the hurts and wounds that you have from other people. And isn't that what we're all about? And like healing and clearing away, again, the stuff that dulls, right? Like people that dull your sparkle, that don't allow you to shine. Bye, Felicia. Like you don't have time for that in your life. You don't. You deserve so much better. But sometimes we stay in relationships. We stay in friendships. We keep family members around because we should, right? And that, no. No. What do you want? What do you want? Freedom. Freedom from guilt. Freedom from disappointing people. Freedom from low energy vibrations. Freedom to be yourself and to be seen and to be vulnerable and to be present in life the way you want to be. Okay, so that's, that's the first part of the story. So we turn around and we go back down the ridge we're tired, we're, I'm shaking uncontrollably because I'm exhausted from like the sheer exertion because we had to go back across those other four glaciers. And it took me twice as long to get back across because I was so tired emotionally, like totally like anxiety ridden. And it took a while to like calm it down. And I knew I just had to cry it out. My sister's like, what do you need right now? And I'm like, I just need to cry for a few minutes. So I'm back there like, <laughs> like sobbing as we're walking. And it's just, it was so good. Uh, so we, we switch, we go to a different trail and we call my husband and I'm like, babe, we're not going to do the loop because of the glaciers. And he's like, that's great. Really smart way to go. What do you guys want to do? And we decide to do another trail. So we hike down, down, down. We drop the thousands of feet that we'd climbed that day, camped next to a river. It was beautiful. Oh my gosh. It was so beautiful. And the next day, we're like, okay, we'll do this ridge walk. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Oh, yeah. Okay. This ridge. So a ridge, right, is where two sides of a mountain come up, and you walk on the top of those two sides. So you're up high on the edge, and we start climbing right away. 
And this is day three, and we're a little tired of climbing. So our legs are tired, and there's blowdown, which are trees that have been either cut down or fallen down. And we're vaulting, like climbing over these logs one after another, after another, after another. And we get to the top of the first part of the ridge, and the trail disappears. Uh, the trail's gone. We're like, wait, where did it go? Oh my gosh. The trail is gone. There's like all this fresh growth, like brand new trees right on top of the trail. Can't see it. So we go around it. And luckily my sister works in uh, the outdoors and she does wilderness therapy for, for teens and young adults. And so she's like master navigator. I am not. I can look at a map and I can tell you a couple things, but not so good with directions. I'm like, I think that way's north. I don't really know. So I get scared because we passed a giant pile of bear poop. And you could tell bear poop pretty easily. Like you don't have to be a scat expert, which is animal poop, scat. That's what it's called, apparently. Uh, but I could tell big piles of poop, like nothing makes that big of a poop except for a bear. And luckily in Oregon, we have black bears, not brown bears like grizzlies and Kodiaks, which are really aggressive. Black bears, not so much, unless it's a mama bear. And as a mom myself, I totally get where mama bears are coming from. Like that makes so much sense to me now. And so I get a little, that anxious feeling floats up for me. And we're going and Angela's like, okay, I think we're going to have to bushwhack for quite a while, but I know, I know I can navigate us. And I'm like, I trust you. And we're going and we're moving. Usually we backpack at like two, two and a half mile an hour pace. We are going maybe like half a mile an hour. It takes us like six hours to bushwhack, like literally like climbing over trees, pushing trees out of the way, like getting scraped up. Like my legs a week later are still bruised, cut, and I've got bites everywhere. And we're going, and my anxiety totally rivets up. And I take a Xanax because I literally can't handle it. My fears are so big. I always carry Xanax with me on trips because... If you have an if you deal with anxiety, you totally get where I'm coming from right now. And there ain't no essential oils or no amount of breathing that's going to get you through what you're going through. Because you try that first and you're like, yes, okay, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to make it through. Yeah, no. So that can feel like a failure again. Needing meds. Like, why can't I breathe my way through it? Why can't I mantra my way through it? Why can't? I, what's wrong with me that I can't like get myself through this anxiety episode. And I just want to speak to you that struggle with anxiety for just a hot minute. It is more than okay to get all the help that you need. All the help, whether your anxiety comes from postpartum depression or it comes from mental illness, if it comes from just being overwhelmed with life, if it comes from doing hard work in counseling or with coaching, it doesn't matter what reason, like all hands on deck. Okay. And let go of the guilt of needing extra help. We have to feel a lot of shame. Shame is that feeling of like something is wrong with me when it comes to taking medication. And maybe you don't, maybe you're like, I take Prozac or I take Paxil. I'm good. Like, I feel great about it. But there is a big number of women who 
do take it and are feeling shamed about it. They're feeling ashamed. And I want to give you permission to let go of that. I'm not sure who needs to hear this right now, but somebody needs to hear that it is okay for you to rely on medicine in conjunction with all the other things that you're doing to take care of yourself. I always suggest counseling or coaching when you're taking medication and not relying on it like solo, but getting the support that you need, having a good support system, having, you know, breathing techniques that you're using and essential oils to help, like in conjunction, like all hands on deck, all hands on deck. So back to the story. So I take my Xanax, boom, instantly it takes the anxiety down a notch, but it's still there. And I'm thinking about Lewis and I'm thinking about bears and I'm thinking about the scratches that I have on my legs. And then I start falling down. Friends, I don't fall. Okay, Angie, my sister that I hike with, we've been hiking together for 12 years and she falls down. Not frequently, but it happens to her, but I don't fall down. I fell down four times on that ridge, like crashing to the ground with my pack. I'm like a turtle with my legs in the air. And I'm like, I can't get up because I'm stuck in this tree. And yeah, it was a mess. And I easily could have been so ashamed and so frustrated about falling down because it's not something that I do. It hurt my pride. But in that moment, I was able to practice such incredible self-compassion. Like, Kim, Like, you know that when you take a a full tablet of Xanax, that like your mental processes slow down and like you physically slow down. It slows you down because you get rabbit speed. Like, and according to Wow in the World, which is a podcast for kids put out by NPR, rabbits are faster than Hussein Bolt, who's the fastest runner in the world, just in case you were curious. Anyway. So that rabbit speed and just like it slows you down and practicing compassion, you know, acknowledging my fears. There's no water on top of this ridge and I don't have very much left. Okay, you're going to be fine. Trust. I keep falling down. Why can't I walk? Trust. You're doing something scary and terrifying. You don't see a trail and you're trusting someone else and you're walking through this forest of new growth. And it hits me like a ton of bricks. Like, this is so symbolic of life, right? Sometimes we can't see the trail. Like, we know it's there and we know this path that we're walking on, but we can't see the trail. All we can see are the bushes in our way. And we're bushwalking and we're pushing them back and we're using our poles to like beat down branches and we're climbing over logs. And we're just like, sometimes we fall down and we're just laying there looking up at the sky like, oh, I'm so tired. I'm so anxious. I'm so filled with shame. I'm filled with guilt. I'm filled with shoulds. Help. And it just felt like such an amazing parallel because sometimes you find the trail again. You keep going. You don't stop. You keep going. And you see the trail again and your heart leaps for joy because you're like, oh my gosh, (gasps) trail. Okay, now I know where we're going. And then you lose it again. This happened like five or six times. We had the trail, we lost the trail. We had to navigate around and find a new trail. 
And sometimes you have to do that. Sometimes you're pivoting and you're shifting, whether it's in your personal life or your business life or in your relationships. And you see with new clarity when you come out of the other side and you keep going. And again, you haven't failed because you fell down. That's not a failure. Like, what did you find? I have a whole episode about this where it's not failure isn't the thing. It's like finding. Like, instead of saying like, oh man, I'm such a failure. Oh man, I'm such a finder. I find so many things. Man, I totally, instead of I totally failed at this. Oh, I totally found this. What did I find? And I found on the ridge that... It's all about pivoting and like navigating around stuff and being willing to be flexible and not so rigid, just needing the trail, needing the answers, needing the like process, needing to know how it's going to work out, needing to know where I'm going exactly I need to see, but instead being dependent upon myself and knowing it's just one foot in front of the other. Keep trusting, keep stepping. Letting go of that need for control all the time. Letting go of the how, letting go of the why, letting go of the when. Not the why, the why you need, but the when and the how, letting go of those and walking and stepping. So we finally like get to another place where you can see the trail. And this is where the bear poop like kicks it up a notch. Apparently this is where like bears hang out. Because there's big piles of bear poop and little baby piles of bear poop. Baby poop, mama poop, oh crap. And I'm terrified of mama bear because I know what it's like to be a mama bear and I don't want to meet one in real life. And then we start seeing like coyote poop and I'm like, oh my gosh, are there cougars up here too? (gasps) And my brain again takes off. And it was just a practice of, okay, we just got to get through this. So like I start picking it up and I'm like, okay, cognitively, like I'm terrified. We got to get off this ridge. There's going to be a bear. If a bear attacks us, like, what do I do? Do I make, is it like a duck and roll or is it a make myself big moment? Like I can't remember. (laughs) Thankfully we saw no bears, just their poop and their tracks, but we saw no bears, Um, which is actually more common that you won't see them versus seeing them. But still, when your anxiety is high, you make things out to be bigger than they are. And you make the threat bigger than it really is. And we often shrink back from that. Do you know what I'm talking about? Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. That's okay. We're going to go with it. So we get to the top and we can see the trail down and we see the meadow and we see water and we see a couple people and we can hear people and it's like, oh my gosh, we made it. Oh, we made it. I didn't know that we were going to, but we made it. And I learned so much about failure and mistakes. Like when you make a mistake, instead of beating yourself up for it, like, oh God, I can't get anything right. No, like, yay, I made a mistake. That means I'm learning. And viewing mistakes as learning opportunities. And when I was in college, 
I took this class called Experiential Learning with a professor, Byron Kaler, who coincidentally looked exactly like Fazzini from Princess Bride. So he would he would say inconceivable because he even sounded like him. It was crazy. But they took us to this ropes course. Yeah, ropes course. Kim and Heights and falling. It was quite an adventure. But I remember being up there and they were talking about NOLOs, which are naturally occurring learning experiences. NOLO, kind of like YOLO, but with an N. Naturally occurring learning experiences. These are the best teachers. Because you can read a self-help book. You can do talk therapy. You can listen to YouTube videos. But there is something about experiencing something that pushes you outside of your comfort zone that teaches you so much more especially when you're open to learning, when you view failures as findings, when you view mistakes as learning opportunities, when you experience guilt and really find what the true should is underneath that guilt. Because every time you have guilt, there's a should behind it. And what is the should that's driving the guilt? What is it? And by being open to learning and getting these experiences, It can change your life in a matter of minutes. This is why retreats are so, can be, so incredibly powerful. You think like, my life can't possibly change in 24 hours. Sure it can. That's how our brains work. Experiential learning is where it's at, which is why in 2020, I am going to be hosting my very first Captivatingly Confident Retreat. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. It's going to be, fingers crossed, Nashville, Tennessee is where we're going to be at this incredibly beautiful, like, bohemian Airbnb. Mary Hyatt owns it. She was on the podcast a few months ago. Oh my gosh, you guys, it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. And we're going to have this weekend where we're going to have no lows like crazy, opportunities to fail and opportunities to find, opportunities for you to learn and maybe make a few mistakes. Oh, it's going to be so good. And there's going to be lots of fun stuff too. Not just the learning, but also uncovering, again, what is dulling your shine. Like what's getting in your way of sparkling and being you and being present in your life and doing the things that you want to do. That's what we're going to do at this retreat. And that's what we're going to do in the small group. And I'm so excited, friends. Oh my gosh, you've got to get in on this. (sighs) Trust me, you're going to want in on this. It's going to be real good. So, all right, that is my story. Well, I guess the end of the story is that we went through the meadow and all the way down and Tim came and picked us up and we had burgers and beer and it was delicious. And now we're home safe and still recovering. (laughs) And we have a trip in two weeks where we're doing a loop, a 50-mile loop around uh, the three sisters in Bend. So gear up, my friend. It's going to be a doozy. All right. With all that said, I'm so thankful that you're here. If you are a fan of the show, you can do a couple things to support it that would mean the world to me. I love the reviews that have been pouring in. Those are so good. You can review it on iTunes, on Stitcher. Um, If you want to share the show with friends, like tell them about it or post it on Facebook, that would be amazing. All the 
all the support means the world to the show. And I just really want this message of living a life that you want, not one that you think you should, and having the captivating confidence to make life how you want it. I want that message to be out in the world. And every time you share and support, subscribe, like, review, all those things, it helps to get this message out there to the women that need it. So thank you, thank you, thank you. You guys are amazing. I love you. I'm so glad we got to hang out and chat. Oh, so good. And I cannot wait to see you next time. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Captivatingly Confident. I am so excited that you're here and investing in yourself. If you want to learn more about Captivatingly Confident, you can visit my website, captivatinglyconfident.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at kim.ludeman. Thank you so much for hanging out today. If you would like to, I invite you to subscribe to the show and also to leave a rating and review on iTunes. Every single review means so, so much to me, and it helps to get the word about Captivatingly Confident out and to help change women's lives. I'll see you next time.